Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Living in the Moment. We are joined by Lori, Stephanie, and Ramey, whom you're all familiar with, as well as our Director of Connecting Technology, Christina. The five of us took a stroll down memory lane as we looked back on the time when the company switched from working in the office to working remotely. We can all remember where we were or what we were doing in March of 2020 when we realized the pandemic was an incredible life-altering event. TLS was no exception as Lori realized we needed to keep our people safe and we needed to keep the business running smoothly and we needed to do it quickly. Now, I was not here during the switchover to a remote environment, so I've been so excited to learn about this process and the behind the scenes of how it all happened in a matter of 27 hours. To think at the time, we worked with four brands, approximately 80 moment makers, and in just over one full day, the entire operation was running from individual homes. It amazes me to think about every single day. I don't want to spoil too much. I think you're going to love this one. Here is our first edition of Running Remote. I just I want to go around and just introduce our voices so that we have some context. So we are joined by Ramy here. Hello. And Lori. Hi. And Christina. Hi, everyone. And Stephanie. Hello. And we're here to talk about how we started running remote. So to set the scene, March 2020 changed everyone on the planet's lives. And TLS specifically pivoted to go from running entirely in office and in this building to running entirely remote pretty much overnight. So I wasn't here when that happened, but I've heard a lot of success stories. So I want to understand more. And what I was just saying to you, Stephanie, earlier is that when you think about how quickly it happened, I've heard 24 to 30 hours and how the switchover happened. And then when you think about Apple releasing a new iPhone and how their entire infrastructure can just shut down because they weren't ready for the volume. So it's maybe we weren't ready to do this big of a switchover, but we did it well from what I hear. Mm -hmm. So I want to understand the lead up in terms of the decision making that occurred and then how it happened, how we were prepared or how quickly we had to get prepared, what we needed in place and then the pulling of the trigger. Well, I think um, one of the things that sets the stage is we had been um, as, a, as a leadership team talking about testing remote for a while. And obviously infrastructure takes time to put into place. And we had been planning to test remote going into 2020. So that was on the roadmap. So we had been putting the building blocks into place to be in a position to test at that current year. So that was certainly fortunate for us because we, were, we had the, the technical infrastructure ready to go. Just hadn't been fully vetted. Um, so that sort of sets the stage for our fortunate ability to pivot as hard and fast as we did. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that we had ideas of the technical infrastructure when it came to what devices would be used, and mm-hmm. but nothing tested. Nothing right. tested, right? no. Yeah. So I wouldn't say we had the infrastructure. Well, it was there we had the and in place. Concept. We just hadn't tested yeah. it yet. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like, we had been investing as a company to put those pieces in. And and Tim was with us at the time. He had been putting them in place to be prepared to test it through 2020. But yeah, we had no test scoped or anything. So it was fully one big test. And I remember having the conversation with you in February, hearing about COVID and what was happening and, and knowing that it was kind of looming on us potentially 
to Hit Canada and affect operations and things like that, that, you know, we asked the real questions, okay, this is getting really real. What do what we, we do, do if? Mm-hmm. What are our next steps? And really yeah. just kind of taking our options and putting them into real testing scenarios where, you know, Tim was really in, in pivotal in that where he was like, okay, here are my choices. What's our quickest move to home? Right. And preparing for that. Yeah. And that's really kind of what prepared us to move as quickly as we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we were on those calls with first service brands, right? They had those calls very early in the pan, like in the looming pandemic yep. where all the brands were on calls. We were all talking about it. We were preparing. I remember that website, right? Like with the, was it the um, John John Hopkins? Is that, yeah. was that the website? That's right. And yeah. it had like the red yeah. markers all over yeah. the map. And, and the counts and watching them grow yeah. across the country. Yeah. And so it was, we were definitely very close to it in terms of monitoring where it was going and it was coming up on March break and I remember Tim was going on a family vacation we were heading like we were I had a vacation planned and it was like March and I know that I had talked to Steve and shared my plan with first service brands on we're going to move 50 percent home that's going to be our plan and that was what Tim left like understanding and that was what we were going forward on We had the budget, we had everything figured out. And I happened to speak to a childhood friend who lives in Norway. And she was explaining that her husband was working 24 seven because they took their entire company remote. And she said, you're gonna wanna do this sooner than later. And I got thinking about it and I decided, why would we do this in, like we we feel the warning signs. Why would we do it halfway? I wanna pull the trigger and do 100%. So I, I know I canceled my, my March break plans then and there yeah. and said to everybody, we're going 100%. And, and that gave us a date. It wasn't, it wasn't. Because the 50% test was also once you were back from your vacation. Yeah, it was it, after March it break. It was after March break. It was planned, you know, a few weeks out. Uh, and then when Lori came back with that decision oh. to go 100%, it was, we're going to do it now. Now. Yeah. And, and the original fifty percent was that geared from COVID, or was that oh, from yeah. the roadmap? It was. Oh, it was COVID. COVID. Okay, fully COVID yeah. related. We so weren't going to test for COVID until like, and we thought we we're going to start. Yeah. yeah, dip our toes in, and yeah. then it was like, no, we're just going to do it. We're just yeah. going to do it one hundred percent. And I hadn't even shared that with first service brands yet. I was like, we are just going one hundred percent. We're doing this, and that was when the clock started ticking. Yeah. And another another line to look at, too, like Ravi brought it up. We were on the first service brands um, calls where we were talking with the other brands. Not only did we have to worry about our people and where we were going to work, but we also had to implement um, updates for our brand's phone lines, yeah. uh, COVID messages, uh, things like that. So that was going on during this as well. So we were we were doing... Uh, a lot of different items in and around the whole COVID. And I remember in March, right before March break, I come back from vacation, came back from a cruise. And I think out of the group of us um, friends that came back from the cruise, I was the only one who had to quarantine at home because TLS was just that far ahead of what Ontario was doing with shutting down and border closures and all of those things that we actually moved a lot quicker than a lot of other companies had just because we had the we had the foresight to just kind of send everyone home and and pivot but i do remember that 
being somebody who was returning from vacation and trying to live in that virtual world, speaking to an office who had who had not done that typically before, those inner office communications were definitely a learning curve. Like, uh-huh. how do we, you know, not ignore the person who isn't in the room and still part of the meeting? And and a lot of that was it was definitely a learning curve and a challenge coming through into, totally. into those those meetings and communications. Mm-hmm. I think that was a huge fear, too. Like we weren't afraid of pulling the trigger and getting it done. Right. Like, I, I will say that one of the, my fondest memories, and it still warms my heart, is just how this entire company came together. And it was like convoys of people helping with IT packages, getting them up the stairs and down the stairs and into cars and delivered to moment makers in their homes. And it was genuine care. It was Safety was our number one priority and operations, seamless operations. Those were the two things we were thinking about. Yeah. And safety except for our own safety. Except for our as own we safety. were running around <laughs> London, Ontario yes. in every single Staples and Walmart <laughs> and Best Buy. And Best Buy. And and I remember standing in Best Buy. Oh, was it Best Buy? No, it was Staples. Staples. You and I, and you were talking to someone trying to like wheel a deal on laptops. <laughs> and I remember just standing there thinking, like, am I catching this right now? Like it was so it was such a bizarre, like, foreign concept. There's this virus out there. We don't know very much about it. We're constantly sanitizing our hands. We weren't wearing masks. That, no, wasn't, that wasn't part of the gig. And and we were running all over London just trying to, like, <laughs> source all of this technology. Before other people got it. Yeah. I was up at the north end. I think you guys were doing the south end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were buying out all hardware we could hardware find. Hardware we could find. Yeah. Like and we were ahead of the curve. Like the, the store manager at Staples, we became really good friends with. Yeah. And we got a discount. <laughs> I will yeah. just mention that. That's you say we, but it was because, you. And because again, we were ahead. Yes. yes. We were, they, no, I don't think anyone like, thought. Why, why are you buying, doing this? Yeah. And we just said, well, just in case we have to have everybody work from home. And he said, I have not heard this. Yeah. So he was fine sourcing stuff from different stores. He was getting it shipped to his store. He was willing to open it off hours to get it for us because he knew how many people we had to outfit. Right. And it was just pretty crazy, actually. It was a it great was. team effort. It yeah. was. Yeah. It Divide just spoke and to our culture, and, right? Like yeah. who we are. And I'll remember, I'll never forget Brandon sitting in his office because he had to like put the AWS profile or something on every single laptop. laptop. Yep. And like just walking in and he's just like, it was like the 50th one he'd done <laughs> that day and just like kill me. <laughs> but got oh it my, done. I didn't think about that. It had to oh, all yeah. be done manually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we were like from start to finish 27 hours. Mm-hmm. 27 From hours. you making the call. To everybody to in their everybody home safely you know. set up and functioning. It didn't end for Christina and her team. Because and Brandon. And Brandon and Tim. And Tim yeah. They were 24-7 tech support. I think we were for about three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Following, because everyone at the time, it was all new technology right. and access to them, um, even to us, too. So we were you know, going through the the changes and then walking everyone through the changes. And so, and then also that communication shift too, where they're used to sitting beside each other and and talking openly. Mm -hmm. So that's where we really professed our teams channels and that chat and communication there too. And established our huddles, like our rituals Mm -hmm. around huddles. Mm -hmm. And they still exist today, even though we are still, I guess, hopefully coming to the end of this 
pandemic, but I don't see those rituals ever ending because right. it's such a great way to come together on a current basis mm-hmm. to talk, whether you're in person or virtual or both, yeah. which we probably will be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our leader, yeah, like our leadership team um, really, it, it was really interesting how we did it in the 24 hours because we knew what we needed to do and we, everybody just took a task. Like we weren't really over, well, there were some areas where we overstepped in buying equipment, but I think why not have enough, like more equipment, but like we had people taking care of a spreadsheet with who was assigned the equipment. We had um, people, like you said, preparing taking the packages, packages or getting the uh, moment makers that were in the office with a package in a, in a car to take it home. And um, it was, it was just so from, from an ops perspective, it was, a long day of really dealing with all of the moment makers, getting them all set there and, and home. And then I remember, I don't know who I said it to, but I remember like, okay, we did it. Like everybody's at their home. Like it's done. I'm like, now we don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? They we, can't, we can't see them. Like, we can't see them. We have no, we don't know what they're doing, but they're there. They're there. Our so calls we did it. answered. Yeah. yeah. We so did a lot of test calls. Yeah. It, it was, um, it was a long day, but and, and I don't quite remember every detail. I just know it was running everywhere, and, and our leadership team just kind of backfilled what was missing. And yeah. um, we were buying um, chargers for their phones. Mm-hmm. We were buying, um, you know, headsets. We were buying, like, we were buying uh, Apple connections because, of course, yeah. none of the Apple stuff worked with the solutions we were buying apple connections and yeah. uh and it was a lot of stuff was purchased and even the moment makers they were happy yeah. to to say this is great we're going home we're going yeah. home yeah. we were taking chairs to homes we were oh, yeah. um it was a lot and it was very good to know that at the end of the day everybody was in their home yeah. but you're so right we all like, kind of sat around and looked at each other like so now what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So right. I, I guess I think I think the phones are being answered. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can say we didn't say so now what as yeah. the calls. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get that now what moment for yeah. a, about a month afterwards, maybe, and then we knew. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like you're yeah. still not there. <laughs> like now what? Well, yeah. yeah. The, the now what always comes every day. Right. Afterwards. Yeah. Oh. So if we think of like our Hour one of we're going to do this 100%, everyone's going remote. Before everyone goes off to Staples and Walmart and all, and all the stores and driving to homes, how was it initially communicated to the moment makers? What was their reaction? Like, what was their experience through it, through your lens at least? I, I feel like their experience would have been um, just very calm compared to our what we were going through, how we were kind of scrambling and getting everything ready. I think, I think what they experienced out of it was very organized and, you know, here's your package, here's the stuff you need. You know, Mm -hmm. we polled them. How many people can work from home? What sort of setup do you have? What, what are you missing? So we did some legwork and that was even before we kind of made the final decision because we were we were looking at that 50 percent model mm-hmm. so we had already pulled all the moment makers on what they needed um I, I mean i remember being here that day and pulling moment makers into christina's office and kind of giving them their package and 
Becky was organized with the spreadsheet. And to me, I, if I was a moment maker, I would have thought like, this has been in the works for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like we did communicate to them that we were planning that 50%. We did mm-hmm. like yeah. with the onset of COVID, we're getting ready to test remote. Um, you know, I, I think they saw a well-organized um, kind of running of that entire day. I don't know if they really, um, like, I think they really recognize the importance of it when Ontario locked down. Mm-hmm. Yes. And offices were not operating because a lot of comments coming in, and it was the day, it was the day after, two days after. It was, it was Ontario it was, did yeah, that. It was literally the, the they said yeah. they announced it. Then Monday it was in full yeah, lockdown. Yeah, it was, it was Friday. I think we had done it. Yeah, if I'm recalling correctly. And I remember talking to my friend in Europe, and she said, "Listen, we had no warning. All of a sudden, they locked it down, and you have no time." And I got thinking about that, and and that's where the Friday when I came in, and I just said, "We got to do it now, and we got to just do it all." Yeah. And then we're, and then we can reassess and bring people back if if it doesn't. But we may as well be in a position where we are covering all our bases and not scrambling, trying to do it once. Because once we're locked down, we're in big trouble. We can't mm-hmm. come in anywhere. We can't. We won't be able to problem solve it. So if we are focused on safety and business continuity, we have to do it a hundred percent. Yeah, and they were really thankful for being able to continue to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Ontario didn't have the. Um, support programs at that time financially no. it wasn't until later so they were very thankful for being able to work and I think it hit I, I think it hit them more when Ontario locked down that this COVID is really serious mm-hmm. and uh, and they were very thankful that they they were safe in their home didn't have to ride the bus yep. uh, and things like that so um, yeah the the communication was that we did throughout it was um fast but uh very deliberate in mm-hmm. in how we want it to move and i believe it all came from you yeah Lori. yeah probably did. i can't remember i know it's <laughs> a bit of a blur yeah. it was a bit of a blur yeah but yeah so i'm gonna ask a specific question that may pull from a memory but how from an operation standpoint how does it work when not everyone works on that friday so you've got kind of the lingering ones that still have to get their equipment or still get set up that aren't actually on shift that day. Um, you, We have the 24-7 factor, especially with Paul Davis at the time. So some people I'm sure had to be left behind for a small amount of time while others got set up and then do the full switch. Like it's kind of, I all think about our phone system switch over in October, it's that on entire steroids. So mm-hmm. how did that, wh- where was that balance? Yeah. Well, so we um, we reached out to people that weren't working at the time, uh, and we arranged a time in which to get their system to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was, I believe, it was very Miriam and Anna mm-hmm. um, that really supported that side in ensuring the people that weren't in the office when we were there were going to have their equipment to them and they would drop it off over the weekend and i believe that's also what kept christina's team going is because now we have people logging on for the first time not just on a friday but for the first time on a saturday sunday or monday Mm -hmm. um and going through those initial things but we we reached out to people even though they weren't working and we would um like we had offices here filled with equipment that uh, Miriam and Anna or whoever was running it, because I ran a few too, I think you yep. guys ran a few, would just yep. come in, grab what we needed, mark it off on the sheet and take it out to them. 
and it was um, we were trying to mirror the setup that we have out there with the dual monitors, the keyboard. It wasn't at first. It was single monitors, wasn't it? At first, yeah. It was, it was just get a monitor into everybody's home, and then over time, we looked at adding monitors. Got it. Yeah. So everyone had a laptop and a monitor, or some yeah. kind of a some computer, type of system. computer system <laughs> and a monitor. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, for the most part, it was a bring your own device as far as the computer and the phone. Okay. Um, there was, I don't know, maybe like twenty percent that we had to supply the computer. Um, and a monitor and a monitor and stuff like that. But for the most part, everybody had the equipment at home. Um, we just had to supplement keyboards, mice, um, yeah. headsets, monitor. headsets, yeah. headsets monitors, yeah. like things like that. Yeah. And what was the testing phase like? Because it was clearly ramped up or sped up. So I assume there was some testing done before. Yes. Because of the 50%. And it was, it was quick so it was quick and it was um you know simple scenario and then as deployed it was more about the support the teaching mm -hmm. in the new environment and how to use sort of just different facets of how it's different from the office so mm -hmm. it was a solution that was very similar to what we have in the office basically with profiles are the same and then as soon as they got in there then this is how it's different because you can imagine using a remote desktop on top of your own computer space, just navigating that. There's a few things, definitely a few things to learn and teach from that environment. Right. And then connecting their phones, it was a simple how-to. Simple. Yeah. Well, because everyone had different, we at first, because of, of the way our phone lines were set up to come into the London site, everybody was using their cell phones to connect. And some of the cell phone plans or providers weren't as popular as others or, or worked as well as others. So then we had to work our way through different varieties of, of what cell phone plans were yeah, out there. Yeah. And everyone had different different plans and different things. And so that brought a whole nother layer of troubleshooting and, yeah. and things, learning a lot about cell phone companies and what worked and what didn't. Yeah. So. The testing was live. Like, I, I will <laughs> put that out like there. That. We, like, all, all of that was, like, live testing. And I think that's why Christina and her team were so crucial Absolutely. and worked the hours they worked is because, and I'll give you an example. Like, one uh, thing that came up was sound quality, um, where the customer wouldn't be able to hear the mm -hmm. moment maker, vice versa. It was quickly diagnosed. And, and what I mean by quickly is I would say, like three days in, like for the most part, sound was good, but there were these odd ones that wouldn't work. It was quickly diagnosed that they weren't using the head, like don't use those headsets, use earbuds. Mm -hmm. So earbuds were better than the headsets they were using. And, and, it, and it was through all the diagnosis that mm -hmm. Christina um, and her team did. Um, and Tim was there as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 Tim, yeah. Um, and, um, and that's how quick the testing was. So it was, it was like rapid prototyping. It was in the rapid prototy prototyping in the moment, and <gasps> things got fixed really quickly. And then you'd move on to the next one, move on to the next one, and yeah. um, it was quite like I, I thought it was quite amazing how quickly things got fixed. And we've now named this episode "Rapid Prototyping in the Moment." Prototyping in the moment. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same, Christina, but that's what I yeah, saw. Yeah, so I would say the environment was 
tested in a sense that yes, this will work, right? But then putting it into the hands of every home with different internet mm-hmm. connections, yeah. with all of the variables that we can't control yeah. um, from an office standpoint, that's where the challenge came into place. And that's where the rapid prototyping took place. There was even, we, for those that didn't have internet connections or strong internet connections, we would send internet to their home and modem changes and... That's right. I think Tim said... Yeah, and a stable gun. Yeah. Tim sat outside of somewhat a moment maker's home for mm-hmm. four or five hours working through changes on, on a... Modem. Yeah. A router. So, yeah. Yeah. What, because, because of COVID and he was staying safe yeah. and walking through sort of those talent, the, the setup and the changes on her router. And yeah. so, yeah, there was a lot of that individual one-off because of individual circumstances in their environment. Exactly, yeah. Wow. But we were never down. No. Never once. No. Like it was no. business continuity the entire time. And yeah. like, Gosh, we, even, yeah. we didn't even have like an hour. Like we're going to yeah. have an hour just to breathe it was yeah didn't miss an hour didn't miss a a minute and where were the brands at this point because i mean even through that phase of march to probably may canada versus united states were on two very different Mm -hmm. sides of how fast it needed to work so with with us pulling the trigger like just even preemptively before a lockdown before any drastic measures not drastic before any big measures um what, how did the brands respond to us doing that? And Because it could have caused a hiccup. It, there were risks involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just in, in really close communication with them mm-hmm. throughout the entire, you know, when we when Lori made the decision to go 100% remote, obviously we, you know, spoke to the brands about it and talked to Charlie and said, like, this is what's best. And, um, you know, just lots of communication and, and, you know, as Steph said, like we were also, the brands were also highly focused on their own contingency plans. contingencies and, you know, just volumes were down. They were way down from what, you know, anybody thought they were going to be. So we were constantly looking at that. We were changing out IVR recordings and menus and, and kind of just being very nimble with them and their business needs. So... I think it was kind of my my impression of it was from the brand standpoint, you guys do what you need to do, like get that stuff figured out. We're doing what we need to do. And then about a week later, we kind of all came together and said, OK, like we did it and we're good and it's done. And, and here's where we're at. And um, I think Ed was the most mind blown. Like I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't believe you guys went remote that fast and didn't miss. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, because Paul Davis, I mean, right? Twenty four seven. Yeah. And and their their brand was the one brand that didn't experience a, a loss of volume. Right. No. Right? If anything, you know. Did we have a cat like shortly after? It wasn't that long into the year. Yeah. Well, and then just COVID, like COVID, COVID cleaning, became and then part there of was their... hurricane started up July. Yeah. Like it didn't so feel like it was very long. Didn't feel long like it was yeah. very long. Yeah. There was high trot the brands in general have high trust in us yeah um to run to to run like the the business and i think that's why they were able to say yeah you go do yours we're doing ours like it was we don't want to worry we don't worry about you yeah we have no worries 
Yeah. Yeah. So that that's important too. And we also and we we did have like backup plans. Yeah. In place, like if we couldn't get couldn't get it running, like we did we did stagger even though it was twenty seven hours. Like we staggered we people, and we always made sure we had people here, and mm-hmm. so there was that redundancy yeah. built into our plan of shifting everybody, and we you know, got to the point where, okay, people that are remote are good. They're connected. Things are, you know, happening properly. So let's get everybody out of the office. So even though it was 27 hours, it was still staged, right? In in different phases. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and our phone, our phone system did allow us to see that calls were being answered. Absolutely. Like we think it's working. Yeah. We just couldn't see it's, them yeah, in their was, homes. It was just that weird feeling standing in the empty like, office. We're like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. I did that. I did the first TikTok. I took a picture. I was the last one leaving the office. Um, I did a TikTok of of nobody out there mm-hmm. it was uh, i'll have to pull it out of the archives like but the i remember dead <laughs> it wasn't the walking dead it was um i i have to remember it's it's when you know no one's in the office but then you hear what and you turn like you're like what yeah it's yeah. uh we'll have to pull that out yeah. yeah i've got the pictures i was looking at them the other day actually yeah just looking at the empty office yeah. like, oh my gosh. so i have well, video of the empty office yeah, yeah like for 18 months so so the previous so it was March 2020. So September 2018 is when we went 24-7 for Paul Davis. Mm-hmm. So for 18 months, this office never had the lights off. Had, had the lights, lights off. off. Yeah. There was oh. never an empty office. Because yeah. we were 24-7 for 18 months here. And to walk out there and see nobody out there and to actually like turn the lights off. Was was so bizarre. Who was the first to cry? It probably would have been me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that we cried. I I think it was more like relief, like and pride, pride Pride. for sure. Yeah, Yeah. and just safety, and and just feeling like I remember even us packing our stuff up, not knowing when we were going to see each other again because we were all going home. And yeah, you know, I remember wheeling my office chair out here. (laughs) 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 I had a monitor under my arm, like just Yeah. 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 It was very surreal. Surreal, but certainly pride. Yeah. That we were able to do it, and that we were decisive and assertive. We made it happen. Yeah, I think it was it's pretty cool to look back on it. Yeah. And grateful that the safety of everyone came. You know, there was no time. No, t- You didn't waste any time and just move, go, and everybody's home. And, yeah. okay, we're all safe. Moving on now. And when they okay. announced the lockdown, mm-hmm. like, it was like, oh, thank God. Well, yeah, because you can't imagine then standing in Staples on that Monday or Tuesday. Oh, it would have been crazy. The Staples that was closed? The Staples that was closed? Yeah. Yeah. And Amazon, like how crazy it was to try to get. And like deliveries were getting further and further and further out. We didn't want to risk not being able to get the equipment. So that was really one another driver that led to, let's just do it all now. Yeah. We're not going to try to problem solve ordering it ordering stuff in and let's just go get it because mm-hmm. i mean worst case scenario you're back in the office in a month and it wasn't that much of a waste and best yeah, case scenario you made the best decision we for the next two it. years yeah and you yeah. return it all right yeah. like, <laughs> 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 
go back to You don't mean return all the equipment. You meant no, no. they return all the equipment to us, the moment makers, yes, right? That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes, yes. 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 Okay. We're not going back to Staples to our friend. <laughs> we didn't really like this laptop. <laughs> I know I cleared your shelf, but you can have it all back now. <laughs> that's why I wanted to clarify that. Yes. Yeah. The clarification stuff. Equipment will come back, our people would come back. Yes. Yes. And they would return. Would come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is the answer then at the time to now what? Not so much for Christina and the CT team, but as you guys are sitting there going, okay, everyone's home. We can turn out the lights. Yeah. yeah. Now what? Well, it, I, I would say that very much fell, fell to operations as far as like, how are we going to operate? Um, you know, I think our team was at least 80, mm -hmm. 80 at the time, because we would have been starting to hire and yeah. bring people in. Well, that's another thing that had to happen, which was actually probably a down, a downside to that close down is um, we had a um, new hire onboarding set for the Monday uh, where we had to cancel it um, because we also started to see the decrease in volume occurring at that time. So that was one of the things that um, didn't feel really good because we have never had to um, like tell someone that we just hired that we can't move forward because we're, we're kind of um, because of COVID, right? So that was one thing that was odd. That wasn't a norm, but it was how, how to operate. Um, you know, with our moment makers, what the meetings would look like, doing check-ins. Um, there was, so, uh, you know, Miriam, Anna, um, Devin and Becky, they, uh, you know, were all working on that with the moment makers. Um, then it was to turn, like, how do we hire? How, like, how do we recruit mm -hmm. remotely? How do we onboard remotely? Um, so there was all of those things that were, kind of put together on a list to work through. We had to change all of our training. Um, Becky was really great in heading up, adapting our training to a remote setting, mm -hmm. especially the shadowing that we do, uh, which was another technical um, thing yeah. for, for the, the, the CT team to uh, solve. Um, so that's what came next is um, operating yeah. and, and taking what we were doing here and fitting it into a virtual world. And it sounds like they didn't miss a beat either because I, he I hear all of the fun stories of, yes, them beside each other and the different shenanigans that would go on to now seeing how lively the chats are. And this is two years later. Yeah. It sounds like they didn't even miss a beat with their communications and their... And that was our biggest work. fear was the yeah. culture loss. Because yeah. yeah. we have been in this office forever and that's yeah. where the culture, you know, that was built. Yeah. Being in person, face to face and laughter and events out on the floor and just that was our culture and we, were, we had that fear that how do we do this remotely when yeah. i remember the person. yeah the switch to engagement um well just for the the back office team is we started meeting every single day yeah um for a quick huddle in the morning yes. a check-in that's right 30 minutes and i don't think that we talked that often as a group so it, it was really great for us because I didn't get to hear what was going on in other departments as often 
And it really gave us opportunity to help out and see the opportunity where we can help out and add to and the challenges quicker than it would have been um, for them to bring them to us individually. So it, it did give us a lot more perspective into, okay, where are we now? And then, and then I think we backed off of them probably after a year in, but for, for a long time we met daily, every day. Yeah. Everybody got on and said, okay, what's, you know, what's on for today? What's happening? What's, yeah. what's our challenges? Yeah. And that was really helpful, I think. Yeah. The brand delivery team, um, like we had our huddles outside of that because we had more um, specific things we had to run through each day because we were um, having to lay uh, people off because the volumes just like volumes just dropped. Paul Davis didn't drop, but a lot of the brands just kind of did like this, this yeah. slide down. Yeah. Um, so there, things were changing every day from an operation standpoint. So we were doing the daily huddles on top of those ones. Um, and that's, that's also why I think we didn't really skip a beat. Now, don't get me wrong. Like it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't, mm -hmm. we didn't skip a beat only because of the effort and the hours yes. everyone was putting in to maintain it. Sure. Um, Miriam and Anna, like, where it would be going and dropping things off to moment makers, um, still trying to keep that connection. And that was on top of what they were doing in their kind of day-to-day -day work. So I, I would say there was a lot of effort and hours put in into 2020 um, sure. to make sure that it did not really skip a beat, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's a testament too to see how many people are still here. Like we didn't miss a beat and the amount of moment makers that are still working remote that started in the office. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Cause after the dip in volume, um, it lasted maybe two months and then it started to increase again for the other brands. So yeah. even though, um, a lot of businesses were seeing low volume come in the businesses we worked with because they were in the home, and now everybody was in their home, looking at their home. Yeah, they're like, okay, program. now we need to we need to do stuff to our home to make so that I can work here, right? <laughs> like, so, so, <laughs> so then so then we had a very steep ramp up, um, right. where then the hiring. So I don't think our brand delivery huddles daily stopped until like November, December, maybe January of 2021. I feel like we were sprinting right until the end of this. Like, I think we're still sprinting yeah. and we're trying to slow down now. Yeah. And that's two years, almost two years later. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we late last year, we realized, well, no, early last year, we realized we were behind on our plans with our technical infrastructure, wanting to update our phone system. Mm -hmm. So, because we had to put a pin in that, like we just couldn't deal with that while taking the whole business remote. So that ended up having us wanting to leapfrog where we were and, us as a team decided we're going to upgrade this phone system in 2021. So we made it happen. And like this team has been running hard for almost two yeah, years. That's true. And that's why 2022, our focus is to live with all the change we've made over two years time, embedded into our daily operations and really leverage the changes and the, the benefits that we should reap from all of this yeah. infrastructure that we put in place. Go and from a run to a speed walk. Yeah, we want a speed walk. Yeah, <laughs> and enhance the charge too, yeah. right? And enhance yeah. and enhance it. the things we put in that we know are not like they could work just another ten percent better. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? Yeah, 
and give people a chance just to recharge. Yeah. And that was going to be my question too. So the phone system was always in the works. It wasn't identified as a need from running remote. It was, no. we were always going to upgrade it. No, we need to be like a world-class omni-channel first contact. That is, that is really what we need our brands to embrace and have the tools to bring into their business so that they can follow a customer through every element of their journey, no matter what channel they choose to engage with us on. And that's very inspirational and we need to have the tools and infrastructure in place to help those brands get there when they're ready. And that was something that we feel very strongly needs to be in place and, and really quite high quality so that we're ahead of the curve. And that's something that was delayed with this whole pandemic and we needed to get ourselves in a position to be more proactive for 2022. But we still live the theme of being ahead of the curve. We did. <laughs> we did. We just didn't know it at the time. Well, and in hindsight, it was probably better that, you know, we did delay it because now, because we looked for a solution that fit the remote strategy that we now have and we're going to have... Moving forward. Moving forward. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. It was almost better that it happened that way versus upgrading and then getting remote and Having to realizing that what you're, the solution we have isn't the best. Right. That's true. Mm -hmm. Things happen for a reason, right? So I want to, I'm not going to put like a, a time period limit on it, but I want to go around as our little reflection closeout of what your favorite moment was slash is from running remote, switching over to remote, and what your your most challenging moment was. So my favorite moment of going remote, it's a moment, is it? My favorite moment, I would say, it was really when, it, I, I think it was when everybody was remote and because I'll never forget it. And I said, well, we did it. We don't know what they're doing, but they're home. And I think that was my favorite moment um, because that just, that just said, that's the end of that first phase, mm -hmm. which was only like 27, 24, 27 hours, right? Yeah. Um, and then the hardest challenge of going remote, I would say, uh, is that the challenges didn't stop until well into, uh, until Lori said, until like late 2021. And when, and when I, I know that that's very broad, but it's because there was just no end to the work. Whereas when you do a project and you have dates and you implement something, yeah. you have these periods where you can like celebrate and, yeah. and say, this is done. There was no, there was no end in sight to the, the things we needed to put in place um, through 2021 and in, or 2020 and into 2021. Well, because you were learning as you were going. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So the, I think that was the most challenging is just trying to keep a positive um, outlook. Right. Right. When you have yeah, no end. Will it get better? <laughs> when you have no end in sight. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that was challenging for me. But we hit the end of the challenges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it feels, yeah, now it feels, um, it feels really, it feels better. Yeah. I have a new nameplate uh, sign on my desk that says there's a big, bright, beautiful tomorrow. And that's literally how I feel going into 2022. Yeah. It's a yeah. good way to capture it stuff. You know, yeah. I feel very similar to you in terms of my favorite moment. 
I think it was more seeing everybody working together. Mm-hmm. Like I can still see it come to life in my like, in my memories and just the emotional, I get so emotional when I think about it, but it was flipping the lights off and going home and saying, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. And, but I can believe we did it because of this team. We are performance culture. The genuine care is so real. Everything that we are came to life that day as an organization for me. And I think the hardest part was seeing the fatigue in the team, right? Because it's curveball after curveball and looking into those faces on the screen and seeing how tired everyone was. And the hits just kept coming and coming. And I think that was the hardest part was just seeing the fatigue. And that's really why I think this 2022 plan is so important for us to be disciplined on and and not you know, get sidetracked with, oh, we could do that. And that would be so amazing. But we have to really stay focused on let's live with our change and recharge so that we are in a really great position. So I'm out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) So I should not bring forward any of those things I've been thinking. (laughs) The hamster wheel. Yeah. Just keep I mean, I I completely agree with your favorite moment, Lori, because that was mine. I just, you know, being... Being in the office that day when, you know, like I said, Becky and Miriam, they were in Christina's office and seeing everybody work together and, and just like you're, and it's just adrenaline. Like we were running on pure adrenaline, even as we're running around London where (laughs) I'm driving and it just felt frantic and we're constantly calling each other on our cell phones. Like, what do you have? What do you need? I'm at the store. And it was just like, it was chaotic but it was fun. It was fun. Right? Like we always seem to manage to pull the fun out of out of those crazy stressful events. Um, we would do well on an amazing race. Yes, we would. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. As long as we, we can have phones. Yes. <laughs> communication of some yeah. sort. And then communication actually is, I think that was the toughest. So, mm. so really being part of the Paul Davis team and, and working with, with Paul Davis, you know, on, on the service delivery, it was so easy to go out on the brand experience center floor and say, guys, here's what we're doing right now. And there was a whiteboard and you could put a note up and everybody just knew in the moment, it took five seconds to communicate a big change. Mm -hmm. And, and it's been, it's been such a struggle to create these new methods of communication and how do you ensure that somebody working at their house on their little island has gotten, has absorbed the communication that you're trying to give them. Because you can't possibly voice to voice communicate every single update that we need to. Um, so I think, you know, obviously that evolved into the role you have. So I am not out of a job. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You were needed more than ever. But I think that that was what my biggest struggle was. You couldn't just, you know, yeah. I'm not a patient person and... I would, I'd be out on that floor multiple times a week saying, guys, we're going to do this and guys, we're going to change this. And so that was a big pain point. I've heard great things about that whiteboard and I, and I felt the just, I guess that is lack of engagement of how do you, how do you know that they understand short of, of taking an hour and a half and calling every single person and saying, Mm -hmm. do you get this? Yeah. 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 And sometimes that happened yeah. where we had to call every single person and say, hey, this is an important change. Are you aware of it? Right. Do you have any questions? And it just, it, it did add hours to the mm-hmm. team's days. 
just to make sure communication was happening. I think for me, my favorite moment out of the whole pivot was just being proud to work for an organization that was ahead of the curve and cared about everyone's safety more so than anything else, was willing to do anything that they needed to do to make sure everyone was home safe and we continued to operate and you know, deliver our promise to the brands. That, that to me was pivotal. And we were well ahead of anyone, other companies, you know, it was just that. Um, my least uh, favorite experience about it, I would say was getting calls at one, two, three, four in the morning and walking, you know, 188 moment makers through individually um, how to operate changes within the system because they can't access the how-tos if they can't log in. or So that, I think, was really sort of trying on our team, especially through the first few months when the calls didn't stop, didn't matter what day of the week it was, what time in the morning it was. It was just relentless. And so we really did feel the fatigue of that um, at the beginning, for sure, the first six months or Just so. like a newborn baby. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And that's exactly what it was. I say as if I would know. <laughs> I have no idea if that's what it's like. Um, but I mean, the CT team has the background of technology experience, but with how quickly the testing was, with how quickly the learning was, how, what advantage did you guys have in order to walk them through it? Because the experience that you had was almost as as limited as moment makers had. Right, we didn't have um, necessarily the answers or right away. So, uh, you know, like looking into why their Mac won't let them log into AWS was something that we didn't have time to test, right? Or version of, or, you know, their internet connection um, keeps dropping, things like that. They were trial and error, you know, we're not sure let me work with you. And so it was a lot of one-on-one individual working with moment makers through, we've spent a lot of hours on the phone with them. <laughs> you built your own relationship. Absolutely. So, and, and I just want to point, uh, a couple of things to point out, um, just because when you said pride, we can say we hit every value of our organization with that switch, like every value we were really, you know, wanting to respect the individual, working with them, having pride. Like I had pride in what we did as well. You did know, the right practicing thing. Practicing continuous improvement. Like it, like, you know, deliver delivering to the brands. Like we have, we hit every value. And I don't, I don't know if it, it's interesting because then we did this phone system rollover from a tech perspective just last year, and I do believe that. Um, in our minds, and I, I don't know where, in our subconscious, we took learning from that whole um, COVID go to remote switch that we applied to this phone system because it was um, a suggestion from someone on our team to do a, tri- a triage room for this phone system, which I think took a lot of load off of the IT team, mm-hmm. is once we know the answer to something, then the tech, the the CT team doesn't have to mm-hmm. be the person helping. It can come from uh, anyone who knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is interesting. I, I think it's subconsciously we we knew what what the um, load was going to be on the uh, CT team and for our phone systems, which we put things in place to help ease that load. Mm-hmm. So it, it's um, it's interesting when you reflect on it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. 
Always learning. Yeah, always learning. Wow. This was really cool. I was excited to learn about all this. And I think it then opens the door because I want to talk to Becky about the training. And I want to talk to even Dean Leans of how they adjusted to the training and support on the remote end. So mm -hmm. that would that be a great topic. Would yeah. be a great topic. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's thank nice you. to walk back yeah. through those memories. It was a lot of fun. It feels like forever ago and mm -hmm. yesterday all at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. The last two years have just been crazy. Yeah. A huge blur, especially 2020, like came and went and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting time. Interesting <laughs> time indeed. Doesn't stop. <laughs> I told you it was amazing. I feel so fortunate to see how smoothly our remote operations run. You would honestly think we've been doing it from the very beginning. From our leadership team to our moment makers, I've witnessed how we can all come together and help each other. I can only imagine what that day of the switchover must have been like. I'm so proud of what we can accomplish when we work together and execute, and I can't wait for the possibilities of this year and the years after that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being with us today. May you have an amazing week and enjoy the rest of your commute, your workout, your walk, doing the dishes, whatever it is that we have kept you company through. We appreciate you and we will see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little gin.